0: Powered by the Wall Street Business Network. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. Valley. A service of Salem Media Group.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. House Democrats have issued a subpoena to the White House for documents relating to the president's dealings with Ukraine.
3: Even before the subpoena was sent, President Trump had signaled his administration would not cooperate. Trump, trying to force a showdown among House Democrats, is demanding a formal vote in Congress. But the subpoena was being sent with a letter that said Speaker Pelosi has confirmed an impeachment inquiry is underway.
2: That is correspondent Jackie Quinn reporting. Former U.S. Senator Jim Talent says the president's phone call with Ukraine all began with the attorney generals need to know more about a possible FBI conspiracy at the root of the Trump-Russia investigation. And it's
4: now appearing that the president's conversation with Zelensky was part of that. In other words, this is all part of, of what Barr is doing to investigate and root this out, which needs to happen.
2: This is SRN News.
5: I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing, but I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports
0: all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process.
3: remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance, or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 365 Six six seven 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 three, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword word pro-life pro-life across america is non-political and totally educational a baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show.
3: Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation.
1: As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you.
6: Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs.
1: Please, bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan.
7: Welcome, Job Saturday, here on the King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for being here today. Although, what else are you going to do on a wet October Saturday morning? Okay, it's time to put the sweatshirt and jeans on. If you're still lounging around in in your bedwear, it's time to put some clothes on. Settle in, got your cu- got your cup of Italian stallion from up uh, Nisswa Way, like I do. Um, it's time for Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Uh, good morning. Jobs report comes in, and everybody wants to find a way to whack whack it in the kneecaps because. The entire mood of Wall Street, of Washington, of most of the media is recession. It's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Well, I am uh, speaking uh, a few times this month at various uh, conferences, and the question on everybody's mind is, so what do you think? Is a recession coming? And I'm just going to be right up front with you. There'll be a recession. My expectation was always... um, was always it would be second half of 2020 or early 2021 that we're probably nine to nine to eighteen months out from having from having a recession at as from where we stand right now from from the where the peak is. One thing I always tell people is that last year before you get to the peak is actually not a bad year. Um, it's not. It's not like everything kind of fades out and the and and the stock market has bad returns and all this other stuff happens it's not true if you look at the history of these uh, of these recessions typically you get a lot of warning there's a lot of there's a lot of runs still left in 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 some markets not in all so what we're going to do this hour, looking at the jobs report, is to say this jobs report is not the signal that there's a recession on the way. People want to make something about, about well, wages didn't rise as fast as we thought they were. Well, we've explained this on the show before, and we'll continue to do so. Um, the reason wages aren't, the wage numbers aren't rising as fast is because you're looking at an aggregate number, but underneath the composition of the jobs that are in, that are in the data is changing you're getting many many more jobs in the service sector you're not getting you're not getting much in the way of jobs in the uh in the uh good sectors particularly manufacturing and mining and construction and when those jobs typically uh tip over you're losing well-paying jobs in some areas and everyone's trying to become instead uh working in a service sector where their wages are like to be three to five dollars an hour less so you put in even if you put in only about a million or two of the $145 million dollar, hundred forty-five million worker labor force, even a million or two of that kind of a shift is enough to make those wage numbers um, look rather anemic. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's a recession on the way. It means that the manufacturing boom that happened in 2017 and 2018 may have run its course. And there's plenty of signs of that. And as we look at the data today, this is my main theme for you. Does a manufacturing recession mean a recession? Or does it just mean that one sector has slowed down and other sectors can continue to carry the pace and, and continue to grow and have an economy that continues to expand? I think the answer the answer to that is it can for a while. But here's the word of the day, and in my talks I... I I use this uh, about the economy right now. I use this word which is which sounds like one of these uh classic technical words. Co-movement. The word of the day. We should almost have a sound effect there, Eric. Uh the word of the day is co-movement. Right. Co-movement um is a the, what the uh, statistician me wants to say is covariance. Uh but co-movement is um is the process by which, in business cycles, what you typically see as a stylized fact of business cycles is that when some sectors of the economy move, move, they tend to all kind of move together. It's unusual for a manufacturing sector to go into some decline without eventually the service sector following it, and vice versa. It's unusual for the oil patch to to hit hard times, which it appears to be doing right now. By the way, uh, little known story, little understood story. I think when I last talked to you, which was three weeks ago, I believe that was just on the uh, on the uh, day or the day after the uh, the launch of the drone strike on uh, Saudi oil fields. Have you? Did you forget that? If you only keep track of the stories about Saudi oil by looking at the price of the pump for your own car, you might not have known that the thing ever happened. Now, some of that, of course, is due to shale and so forth. But in fact, the markets have decreased the price of oil to the point where shale production, shale oil production, is sliding rather rapidly. You know one way we know that? Okay, and this is part of that co-movement. The number of rooms being rented in Oklahoma around the around in Texas around the Permian Basin is actually in decline. You would have thought losing all that production of Saudi oil that there'd be a boom in the production of mining of additional frack oil out of the sands in the Permian Basin. Not so, if anything, it's in fact gone backwards rather than forward. Because the price of oil, I drove by a station that was offering offering to sell me gas at $2.40 a gallon, just like it was before, before uh, those drones hit the uh, Saudi fields. So, co-movement means that, that when, some, when industries are moving, expanding and contracting, they tend to go up and down together. If co-movement is a real, st- what I'll call a stylized fact of business cycles, what's happening now, which is a manufacturing recession? That phrase got used a few months ago by, by uh, presidential candidates in the uh, Democratic field here in the United States. And many conservative commentators are like, oh, manufacturing, it's not a recession. No, 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 it's not in a recession. Folks, I think it's time to say that if not in a recession, an outright recession, it is, at, it is at stall speed. And I know there are a lot of people that won't, don't like that phrase either. But the manufacturing sector is in stall speed. And if the stylized facts of co-movement are in fact true, then these other sectors will begin to tip over, one after another, over the next, the next 9 to 18 months. It will not happen all right away. If you want to play this back to me uh, when I do when I do jobs Saturday in November, you'll say, "See, you were wrong." I'll just tell you, well, so far I'm not right, but you're going to need nine to eighteen months to get to that stage. And why I say that, I'll make clear to you here uh, during the show today. Anyway, we're glad to be with you. The jobs report, of course, came in, and I just just as cite cite the headline numbers 136,000 jobs in the payroll data that actually was better than I think people expected for this reason most people the forecast on the street was uh the consensus forecast was for 145,000 jobs however um I think the I think many people who were doing forecasts of the um of the of the numbers we're expecting, a gain to, uh, we're expecting a gain of about 15,000 census workers uh, in, in September. They only added 1,000 census workers in September. So in some sense, you know, that 136 is probably pretty good. And then add to that the fact that you had revisions to the July and August numbers that added another 45,000 jobs. So, if someone just tells you, well, 136 is below the 145 consensus number, you need to root around in the number just a little bit to realize that 136 plus the 45, plus the fact that they didn't hire that many census workers, but they'll have to, so that number will probably be in the October figures instead, makes that number pretty good. So, we end up being pretty much right where we expected. it. So if you look at the private sector, we're adding about 120,000, 119,000 jobs per month over the last three months. This is a deceleration because in 2018, the average gain in private sector jobs was 215,000. The tax cuts worked on the demand side. We expected that. We expected there to be a boom in 2018 as people all of a sudden saw that their paychecks were higher from the demand side the supply side impact of the tax cuts have been uh, have been slower to come on they might still might not the trump administration is uh, is up in arms because they believe that their that their supply side impacts were stolen from them by a bad federal reserve policy that raised rates in 2018 now if you've listened to the king banion show long enough you know king doesn't agree with that I think the rate increases were appropriate. I think the rate decreases that have happened so far have been fine. And we'll talk a little bit later in the show about whether or not you should be you should be thinking there's another rate cut to happen at the next meeting on October thirtieth and thirty first. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll see. But here's you know what? Well looking at the clock, let's let's take a break here when we come back. The best news in this report was in the household survey. I've given you the payroll survey. And I'm telling you the payroll survey came in just about where you would think it should have come in. And I save you the. I'll save you the the the, the wage story till later on. But the best data was in the household survey, and we're going to tell you about that right after this King Baggot Show Business 1440.
8: Do something about And that's why I'm sitting here looking across the table at you.
2: terrorism, radical jihad, nuclear instability.
7: The United States faces these and many other global dangers nearly every day. Larry Elder here. And while it may seem like these international threats are beyond our borders, we face greater risks against the Constitution and the rule of law right here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, social infighting. These and other dangers plague the bedrock of our great nation as bad actors want nothing more than to destroy our way of life from the inside. We are facing a war for America's And now is the time to continue the fight for conservative ideals and morals. Join me, Larry Elder, for an event to help you give an intelligent
0: answer to attacks from the far left. Join us at the Crown Plaza Air in Bloomington on October 22nd. VIP tickets are already sold out and preferred seating is filling up fast. Reserve your seats now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
9: This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. Honey, now that the kids are back to college, I think it's time we replace the carpeting in the living room.
0: Yeah, we're overdue. What if we went with hardwood instead? It just looks so nice, lasts forever.
9: You know, Jan from work was just telling me about Serenity Home Interiors. She said they just had their kitchen done. New hardwood, replace the cabinets, and countertops. She's been absolutely giddy about it the last couple of weeks. She's been raving about how massive Serenity's showroom is, how nice the people are over there, and how they handled the entire project for them, start to finish. She said they'll even come out to your house for a free consultation.
4: Huh. I like the sound of that. You want to go check out the
0: showroom then, get some ideas?
9: Great, but I'm still thinking carpet over hardwood.
0: (laughs) Well, let's go take a look at the options. Have them swing by with some samples then.
9: Call Serenity Home Interiors today, 952-303-4033, or go to shi-mn.com. That's shi-mn.com.
8: This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. The same Democrats who decried the Bill Clinton impeachment as a product of GOP hatred and an illicit effort to nullify the results of a presidential election have now become exactly what they accused Republicans of being. And I mean literally the same Democrats who gave an endless defense of Clinton two decades ago. Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, Jerry Nadler and then Senator Joe Biden. But Democrats cannot guarantee Trump's removal from office or anything close to it. Their combination of hypocrisy with show me the man and I'll show you the crime Soviet-style justice has assured only one thing. The results, whatever the result, of the 2020 presidential election will be seen as fraudulent by half the country. If Trump wins, Democrats will contend he did so by rigging the election. If the Democrat wins, Trump loyalists and anti-socialists will see it as a byproduct of four years of inquisitions. For all their talk of protecting the integrity and legitimacy of the 2020 election, Democrats have gravely damaged both. I'm Dan Prof. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom.
7: Welcome back, King Bang Show, Business 1440. By the way, we're live today for the first time in a while, 651-289-4477. We had a little vacation in uh, mid-September up uh, north uh, at the aforementioned Niswa, which is like my, my favorite place to, and I no, I don't like the down, I, I don't go to the downtown much except for the coffee uh but uh i just i just love the lakes up there and then uh last week was was homecoming here at st cloud state our 150th anniversary um wonderful time seeing some old friends uh sat next to uh, a fellow that taught here from i looked up uh i looked up uh in the archives his uh his first days here from 1964 the gentleman drove himself to a to a a gala celebration of of uh uh, for the for the 150th at the tender age of 97 um professor lieberman well done sir um six five one two eight nine four four seven seven here on a job saturday on the king banyan show uh so as i told you the, the the good news in this report actually comes from the household side and this number has risen consistently consistently uh the household survey added three hundred and ninety one thousand jobs in the month of September uh, it's outperformed the the establishment survey now for four consecutive months. This is unusual. These two numbers, okay, so again, for those of you that are new to the show, first of all, welcome. Thank you for being here. Second of all, when we do Job Saturday, we do a little bit of teaching about how it is that you understand what you hear on the news about a jobs report. They tend to think of it as being, we use the word report. Actually, if we were doing this properly, we would use the plural jobs reports. Because there are two surveys embedded in, in in what's reported out by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, one of them is a survey of businesses based on uh, on ta- on receipts uh, of uh, payroll tax information. Uh, they don't go to a whole extra lot of help to to length to figure out figure out who's um, paying what, and then to figure out who's hiring whom on that side but then on the other side the bureau of the census actually does the actual calling of, of about 60,000 households to determine who's who's uh, empl- who's employed at the household and who's not and if they're actively looking for work and if they're not actively looking for work why or why not if they're working part time do they like being part time they they put them through a set of questions it's not a very long survey And then they they give that number to the Bureau of Labor Statistics and BLS reports that along with their payroll information, which only looks at about 6,500 firms and then does an estimate based on that. They update the information and they, they make a better, more complete estimate over time. But when you're trying to get information out the fifth day after the end of the month, which is approximately what they're trying to do, the first Friday after the end of the month is when they report the information. It's survey data, and so survey data is always subject to some to some errors. And there's probably more noise in the household survey than in the payroll survey, because the payroll survey you're pretty sure you're talking to the same group of firms, and you develop a routine over time of how you at, of how you receive the information and and so forth. But when you do in a household survey, you're calling households, and it's a randomized sample, and. You, don't always know what you get, so there's a little extra noise in there. And so it's not unusual for one month for there to be a high number in the payroll survey data that's, that's not met by the household survey, and another month where the household survey is much higher than the payroll survey. But over time, those two numbers should come together. All right, so think of it as a coin flip, which one's higher and which one's lower. In essence, what I'm telling you is we flipped heads four times in a row. Now, not that unusual. If it's random, that one would be higher than the other. You did a, a flip. It's going to be it's going to be equal to uh, it's going to be equal to uh, uh, one half taken to the fourth power. Right, so if you do your numbers, the second power is is a quarter, the third power is an eighth, the fourth power is a sixteenth. So there's about a sixteen to one chance that these two things are different from each other just based on random chance. The other, you know, and and as a rough approximation, it's probably about a coin flip. When they get off like this for four or five months in a row, you then start to wonder and you say, okay, something's wrong. And then you know at some point one of them has to catch up with the other. If the household survey is right, let me let me tell you what else that means. It means that the employment to population ratio, now it's 63%, is the highest it's been since the Great Recession. So we've gotten people off the... Off the uh, couch and back into the labor force. Labor force participation rates now at the highest level it's been in seven years. And employment to population ratio, which is a number that doesn't depend on anything other than here's a number of people at work and here are the number of people over age 16, at 16 or over. Take take divide divide one into the other and uh, multiply by 100. There's your answer. It's hard to manipulate that number, and that number is. That number is now at about at, at 60, and that's a pretty good number. Let me also point out that the U6 number, which includes all the discouraged workers, the people that aren't working because they don't think they can find a job or they just decided that for some reason they don't want to go look, but they say they'd like a job, that number is now down below 7%. There was a big jump in the household survey for those for for all of those people there are increases across the age spectrum, particularly for people aged twenty to twenty-four. Doesn't this sound like all good news? Doesn't it sound like you've actually pushed back against against the, story, the the story that yeah the unemployment rate's low right now, but nobody's working. Everyone's kind of dropping out, tuning out, playing video games, using opioids. Everything's awful if the household survey is is at all accurate, that story's not true. so your choices are either to ignore the the household survey, which I think many many commentators have done or you or you have to start looking for explanations for why maybe things are not as bad as people want you to believe. I mean, pause and say think for this for a second all right I'm in my 60s now I'm a 62 year old man I've been practicing I've been studying and practicing economics I've been a professor since since 1984 if I count the uh, if I count my uh, adjunct teaching I could actually say all the way back to 81 but I won't fall of 84 was my first year full my first quarter not semester quarter of full-time teaching in economics if you had told me in the fall of 84 there'd be a day where we would have sustainably three and a half percent unemployment and less than two percent inflation i would have said i don't know where you live but that's not the that's not the reality of the place i live in and that was by the way reagan's america that was not that was not some some hyperinflated you know jimmy carter world or or some tech bubbly Bill Clinton world. That was in Re- during Reagan's time. We would never have thought you could get to three and a half percent unemployment and two percent inflation. And so, when people say to me, "Well, you know, things aren't that good," there are some people that still believe there's. When people tell me, "Well, there are some people that think the recession in two thousand eight never ended," I'm like, "Where do they live? Give me a give me a give me a recorder. Let me go talk to them. I want to know what, I want to know why they think that." The data in the household survey would tell you that things are going really, really well. Okay, the participation rate is at six, the participation rate now is sixty three point two percent, like I said, highest since twenty thirteen. The employment to population ratio is sixty one percent, that's the highest that's that's the highest since two thousand and eight. That that is that is what we call in economics a long, long time. So yes, the manufacturing sector lost 2,000 jobs. I get that. We're going to talk about that. We're going, have, we're going to have we're going to have some people talk about that, including yes, because it's Job Saturday, you're going to get your Job Saturday dose of Larry Kudlow, old Uncle Larry. We can't we can't do a Job Saturday without Uncle Larry. Trust me. We'll get to him. We'll get to him in a little bit here. But if you look at this pace, let me talk about where we are right now. Here's here's what's happened. If you look at the payroll numbers, which are the weaker numbers of the report, 157,000 in the last three months versus 154,000 in the last six months, 179,000 per month average over the last 12 months. If you go back to 2018, right after the right after the uh, tax cut, that was at 223,000. So is the pace slowing? Yes, of course it is. Is the manufacturing sector in recession? I'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, coming up here in just a moment. Yes, it is. But don't doubt this this one thing. When you have 3.5% unemployment rate, you have a labor force participation rate that is pretty good. Could, be, could it be better? Sure, yeah, you bet. But it's pretty good. Employment population ratio is at the same level it was before the Great Recession. So, when pe- you know, and you're at a 300% unemployment rate. When people say, well, there should be great growth, my question to you is this, where are you getting them from? Who's coming to work? Who, who is sitting on a bench somewhere right now who would like a job? Who would, who's the person, Who's the person waiting to get picked for the baseball game? Who's still waiting for someone to call their name? Who is able and ready to play? Who is that person? There aren't that many out there. So, of course, you're going to have slowing, slowing payroll numbers. You have to have slowing payroll numbers. And the numbers that are coming out of the household survey are telling you that they're pulling as many people in from the not-in-the-labor-force pool as they can find. Those numbers put together tell me that actually right at this moment, things are okay, particularly outside the manufacturing sector. But there's this little thing called co-movement, and we're going to talk about that, and we're going to listen to some analysis from others here on The King Banyan Show, coming up next here on Business 1440.
3: I'd like to stay in love with you all summer and after fall.
1: The following is a public notice for those who are disabled and unable to work. To ensure that all Americans are granted fair access to their Social Security benefits, a team of disability specialists are currently reviewing claims. If you've been denied disability benefits before or are making your initial claim, you may be eligible for this program. You'll be assigned an experienced disability specialist with inside knowledge of the SSDI and SSI programs. They'll evaluate your situation, complete your application, and present a strong, effective case to the Department of Social Security on your behalf. If you suffer from a physical or mental disability, you may qualify for up to $2,800 per month. A toll-free number has been established for you to check your eligibility. And there are no fees unless you secure benefits. Applying for Social Security disability can be a long, complicated process. Increase your chances of receiving the federally mandated benefits you deserve by calling now. 800-329-1117. Spaces is limited. Call 800-329-1117. 800-329-1117. Sebastian Gorka
4: here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem. Keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or down stairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only 19.95. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384.
5: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
6: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Mm
7: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. 651-289-4477 or you can find us online at uh, using uh, Twitter at poundkbrs. Of course, you can find Business 1440 at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. You can listen to the podcast for this show going back to goodness knows how long it seems to go a long way anyway good to be with you Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. uh eric and uh wyatt our our producer to be getting trained in today he'll be uh he'll be uh he'll be driving the bus in the second hour eric's uh eric's got his hands on the wheel just for just for this moment um uh, good to be good to be with you as as we were saying i, I want to give you I gave you sort of the good news story here, and it's true that if you want to find good news in this report, you can find good news in this report, and I choose to find the good news, but this comes off a narrative that, for me, relies on using other information. One of those other bits of information is to rely on that that inverted yield curve story. But to wait. But actually, my count of the inverted yield curve. We all we we all fretted and worried. Okay, when did when has it happened? Oh, look at this spread. This spread says it's happened. Oh, look at that spread. That spread says it hasn't happened, and so on. In August, all the yield curve, all the yield curve slopes went negative. And to me, August has been for some time the unmistakable signal that you had an inversion. Now it is normal in that period running up to the recession that the yield curve forgive the phrase, forgive the word uninverts i don't like using two prefixes it uninverts all right it becomes it it goes back to a positive the normal positive slope but usually that's the time when the fed is is starting looking out seeing softening it's reducing interest rates and because uh there's belief that those will eventually become inflationary the long rate begins to pick back up the short rate starts to plunge back down and and so you'll get that the typical timing of recessions after an inversion of a yield curve is somewhere between 11 and 18 months if you just look over the la- the ones that have happened since well since the 1970s and there've been false signals but that's because if you use one or the other, use the, using the ten-year versus two-year, using ten-year versus the three-month, or using some other type of, of sing, if you try to use a single yield curve measure, you can have some false signals. But when they all are pointing in one direction, and so you have confirmation, they begin they begin to tell a pretty good story, and you don't you don't get many false signals in that in that particular world so if you take the if you take the august date and you go to that and you say okay so on the near end it could be 11 months and on the long end it could be 18 months that puts you between july 2020 and february of 2021 i tend to think that it might show up a little sooner rather than later but I could be wrong but it, so I just tell people either second half of second half of 2020 or the first quarter of 2021 somewhere in that area is where I expect the peak to happen and the recession to begin and remember it'll take us some months to figure out where the recession has happened so for those of you that think about recession in terms of what's the impact going to be on on uh, on politics and on, on the elections coming up I believe the answer will be, be, there will be no official statement of a recession before before the 2020 elections. Because the people that do that announcement have, have a particular protocol they go through, and they tend to be pretty slow with it. So when people say to me, well, has the recession officially happened? I say, not until the National Bureau for Economic Research's Business Cycle Dating Committee. Doesn't that sound like a fun job? Member, I am a member of the Business Cycle Dating Committee. Whoopie do. The uh, that's a group of of, of of economists. They're they're most mostly uh, economists at, at heavy research institutions, led by Robert Hall at Stanford, um, uh, who who study the information. They get back to you and say, "Okay, we think the recession happened," and they'll give you some month in the past. And that's ex- that's that's their entire job. And they'll go years without having a meeting, but my guess is somewhere in early 2020, they'll announce that they're having meetings again. They do that by looking at four numbers. The four numbers are, I told you I was going to talk about manufacturing. Here's here's where I'm making that pivot. The four numbers are employment numbers that we just talked about using the payroll data. Second, retail sales. Third, personal income, real personal income. These are these. This is inflation-adjusted personal income data, less the amount of money that is spent on transfer payments, meaning payments by the government to some to a household for which they don't get anything back. So it's not the payments to employees. It's not the employment. It's not the payments in defense or something like that. It's Social Security. It's it's uh, uh, temporary aid for needy families. Uh, um. Food stamps, all of that, and then the last one is industrial production. And of the f- and and to find a recession is happening, you need three of those four signals to turn negative. And sometimes the dating committee has waited for the fourth, but they typically will say typically will say three. So when people are talking about manufacturing recessions. They're typically trying to talk about what's happening in the job, and, and they're doing that with, with respect to the jobs report. They're typically trying to talk about, talk about the, impact, the impact on industrial production, which is the first signal that usually happens within those, what we call those, we call them collectively the coincident indicators of business cycles. And people will say, well, we could be in a recession and employment won't turn because employment turns last. That probably really isn't true. It's probably actually the income number that changes last. So with that in mind, I want you to listen to some analysis that's that's been passing around the, the, the uh, TV stations over the last 24 hours. First of all, let me get to... We're going to play you a longish cut of Larry Kudlow because, again, no job Saturday is complete without a visit from Uncle Larry. Okay, so this is this is the uh, Eric. This is the first cut, uh, the first cut of uh, Larry uh, on our sheet, cut number six. Go ahead and play play Larry Kudlow yesterday.
2: Payroll jobs number, uh, which was one hundred thirty-six thousand, but you got to add forty-eight thousand to that, forty-five thousand to that, because those were the revisions. The last three months. So you're at 180,000. And by the way, those upward revisions are themselves a leading indicator of better growth. And then let me go to my favorite subject. Just give me one little memento. We have a three and a half percent unemployment rate, best in 50 years since 1969. We were both alive in 1969, so that's a good thing. (laughs) I want to say the unemployment rate comes from the household survey. All right, you got to look okay. under the hood. I don't know why analysts don't. It's very important. It emphasizes entrepreneurs and small businesses. Stewart, okay. the household survey was up three hundred ninety-one thousand. This is the fourth straight blowout month. It is running close to four hundred thousand. That's like three times the payroll number. And that's where not only does unemployment come from, Household Survey, so do the participation rates and the employment ratio, which were up, and... That is frequently a leading indicator of a better economy. So I'm asking, once again, we did this last month. Okay. I'm asking you to look under the hood at the household survey and the unemployment rate. And by the way, that unemployment rate is terrific. We got historic lows. We did. uh, African-American, Hispanic, female, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's a very powerful jobs report. Okay.
7: So you can hear in that voice, right, that they... First of all, first of all, they emphasize the revisions because the revisions favor them. No, no one talks about revisions unless they help support their story. But did you hear how much time you spent on the household survey versus the payroll survey? That When you hear people focused on one or the other, you have to be, you have to sort of say, "Well, are they just trying to tell me a story that favors what it is they want to believe?" On the manufacturing numbers, I think I think those have been have been relatively negative. So I will, let me go ahead and I'm going to skip back. Uh, this is cut number four. This is uh, Tiffany uh, Willie. Uh, she's a uh, she's an economist at uh, PIMCO, and she has a she has a comment that talks about where, the fact that the that the payroll numbers are not that great, and the manufacturing sector may in fact be in recession. I want to do this as sort of a compare and contrast. Cut number four, please. We'll see if this works
9: as it could have been I think given some of the more negative signals that we got from the purchasing manager indices earlier this week but at the same time it is consistent with some slowing um, so private payroll growth for example is currently running around uh, hundred and ten thousand jobs per month on a six month basis um, and and that's down pretty significantly from the 200,000 jobs that we were seeing last year you know so overall we think the economy is slowing um, these reports are indicative of of that. You know, I think w- one thing that we're very focused on is aggregate hours, because when you think about the building blocks of economic activity, it's really how much you and I work and how productive we are at work. So if we start to see aggregate hours, uh, you know, decelerate or actually start to fall, um, you know, that's usually bad news for the economy. Um, and the production and non-supervisory aggregate hours number was actually still weak on a on a six month annualized basis. It was flat in this report. Service sector, more importantly, service sector hourly uh, aggregate hours um, was actually a little bit negative and you don't tend to see that outside of, of more severe downturns you know so I would say that you know we're, we're seeing a little bit more evidence that there is um, there's weakness starting out that, that's starting to move outside of just the manufacturing sector you know and that's something yes. that that we're very focused on
7: there you go so here's here's thing okay so she's she's talked about that moving outside of the manufacturing sector that's a reference to the co-movement that we were talking about before and I want to talk to you about this purchasing managers index information that Ms, Ms. Willie has used here, uh, because I think I think this is this is the key to understanding what what's happening. Co movement happens both within a country across its industries and within an industry internationally across countries. And we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a discussion about that coming up here right after this, you're listening to the King Bangin show on business fourteen forty. Business
1: 1440 is
7: KYCR Golden
10: Valley.
6: Message and data rates may apply.
10: Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment.
6: Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Attend a free investing class near you. Call now, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410. Or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com.
1: Online Trading Academy. Radio!
3: Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro Life Across.
7: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is fourteen forty. So, in that last clip that we just listened to, we heard uh, we heard uh, an, a Wall Street analyst discuss the fact that uh, these purchasing manager indices were that that are put out gave negative signals, and indeed, the purchasing manager index came in at forty seven point eight percent. Now, what that means is that when you ask these these industries, people in these industries, and these are the purchasing managers—the people who are buying, buying the inputs uh, that are needed by the by the manufacturer to to produce what they need to make. Um, when that number is below fifty, it means that less than half of the people that you ask responded responded that they're increasing, that things are doing better, that that uh, across six different areas things are doing well uh and uh supplier deliveries or uh exports or something to that effect um, and everyone's like it's below 50 it's below 50 that's a recession no it's not and indeed in the report itself i'm going to read you a paragraph from from the purchasing managers index report from the institute for supply management i happen to be, have this information because i am uh, i'm speaking to uh, one of their one of their ch- to their Twin Cities chapter here uh, coming up this coming week. Um, the PMI, a Purchasing Marriage Index above 42.9% over a period of time generally indicates an expansion of the overall economy, not 50, 42.9, according to ISM. Therefore, the September PMI indicates growth for the 125th consecutive month in the overall economy. In the second month of contraction, following 35 straight months of growth in the manufacturing sector, there's the point they're trying to make. Look, you have to have you have to have the P- PMI down to 42.9 before the decrease in the manufacturing sector causes the co movement of the service sector to bring to bring that bring that to negative. Because in fact, the service sector n- numbers from uh, purchasing managers' index is at 52.6%. Somehow that didn't get mentioned. Now, it's below it's below where they thought it would be. They thought it'd be running around 55. But of the 18 industries surveyed in the in the service sector numbers, 13 were growing versus 16 in August. 4 now reporting contraction versus 1 in the prior month. There's the co-movement. So there's some concern, there's some reason to there's some reason to be concerned out there. But, I, but again, it, I, I'm quoting from the, from the Purchase Manager Index survey. The past relationship between the PMI and the overall economy indicates that the, that the PMI for September um, for 47.8% corresponds to a 1.5% increase in real gross domestic product on an annualized basis. One point five percent, and that's where the GDP reports are. The fourth quarter, no, the third quarter numbers are likely to be somewhere between one and a half and two percent. After having a two percent second quarter, that is that a recession? No. Is it slowing? Is it weakness? Sure, it is, but it's not a recession. Let's uh. Let's pick up another clip uh, also from Bloomberg uh, yesterday. This is Michelle Meyer. She's in the comments at uh, Bank of America Merrill Lynch. Uh, Cut number two, please, uh, Eric.
0: was going to the jobs day today? Are you modeling
8: a sub-2% economy?
5: We are modeling a sub-2% economy. We have growth in Q3 tracking 1.7%, and in Q4 we think we're going to see it slip a bit lower to 1.3%. Slip. And that's largely because we have a manufacturing session already, and now we're seeing some bleed into the services side. It's not an outright recession in the economy, <clears throat> but it's certainly a sub-trend growth picture for a few quarters.
7: That's exactly where, where I think think the smart the smart thinking is right now i think she has that story just about right the manufacturing sector is has been is been in contraction why well uh, there's pretty good reasons for that. i don't have time to play the clip right now so i'm going to play it in the next hour but as explained ex- as explained uh yesterday by larry kudlow uh in that same interview i'll play the clip i'll play that for you in the next hour um that recession is coming out of europe it's actually not coming out of China as I thought it would. If, if China's, China's purchasing manager index numbers actually look okay, but if you look at if you look at Europe and in particular if you look at Germany, that is there are some there are some very uh, troubling statistics coming from there. It is awkward because uh, Angela Merkel, the cur- the longtime leader, is now a lame duck. She's expected to step down around the end of this year. And uh, you're about to have new government there, and it's an interesting question to see what's happening. We haven't even gotten to Brexit yet. Boy, while well, I was gone the last two weeks, a lot of stuff happened on that front, and uh, we'll have to catch you up with that as well. Uh, all, all that and more coming up in just a few moments here. Uh, but that's been the first hour of the job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. We'll be right back.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Come
8: back, baby Hello, I'm Mark Stoman, president of WNAB Audiovisual. WNAB Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAB has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services, so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Hi, this is Tim. And this is Lee. And we're the Kingdom Builders. You've often heard us talk about our theme verse, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men. We want to be as perfect as possible, but we realize nobody's perfect all the time. For example, we just did a roof for a lovely family here in the Twin Cities area and asked them how things went, and he said, the crew was uh, kind enough to move my barbecue grill off of the deck when we were doing the tear-off so we wouldn't get debris down on his barbecue grill. After the roof was complete, they put my barbecue grill back on the deck, but they got the grill backwards. The knobs were on the wrong side. And I had to remind him, hey, Mark, we're not great barbecue grillers. We're just great roofers. We
5: can't guarantee we're going to get your grill in the exact same position on the deck when we're finished. But we can guarantee the workmanship that we do on your roof for the life of the product. If you'd like a no obligation estimate or evaluation on your roof or gutters, please give us a call at 612-900-9166. Or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Giving your computer.
7: You want your
0: computer fixed right the first time? RB's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from RB's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every 2 to 3 years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out 5 to 6 years or longer to do the same? Arby's computer service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884 or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the